1: To achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep, search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Welcome back to A Mindful Moment. I'm Teresa McKee here with Melissa Sims and we're glad to have this time with you. So since there's been a lot of news in the last week on the topic of AI, I thought that might be a good thing to talk about, because if there's an area that we could all focus on using mindfully, I think this may be it right now.
0: For the people that don't know what's been in the news about AI, why don't you give us the two things that have been that are kind of the big aha moments?
1: The first was Taylor Swift. Uh Someone created an AI image of her and put it into a cookware ad. So it wasn't really her, but you can't tell the difference. Um, Even the New York Times ran a little quiz last week saying, can you tell the difference between the real person and the AI-generated person? It's getting harder and harder as AI gets better. So that was one thing that happened with her. But the other was that uh, somebody released really sexually explicit pictures of her. They weren't really her. It was AI-generated. The genie's out of the bottle and we're behind, right? Mm -hmm. So these companies are trying to like take things down or stop it from being propagated everywhere. But those pictures got 47 million views before they were able to stop it. So I do want to talk about the upside of AI, but I do think this is an area again that we need to be mindful of the fact that everything is not as it appears to be anymore. You know what I mean? And I think each of us, it's incumbent on us to be responsible for not sharing misinformation or things like that where it's clearly not her. I can't imagine she would you know, ruin her entire reputation she's built this whole time with something like that. So it's kind of using some common sense, some mindfulness. The other thing that happened was in the New Hampshire primaries, uh, somebody created Joe Biden's voice through AI and then had robocalls go out telling voters, uh, Democratic voters, not to vote, that they didn't need to vote in this election, right? So Seeing as we're in an election year, I mean, this isn't about Democrat or Republican. This is about don't just assume anymore that, yeah. it, that it's really the person. You know what I mean? You need to think through, like, why would they be doing that or check the news or something? I I don't know what they I mean, the I
0: understand, is. like, I mean, not that I condone it, obviously, at all. But I understand the election one. Like, why this? Because they want the other side to win, right? Yeah. But why with the Taylor Swift thing. I don't understand like who is it benefiting and why would they do that kind of a thing? Is it just some sick pleasure that they get out of, you know, making someone squirm? I don't really understand like the the mentality behind it. Like why would they want to do that?
1: I mean, if you're trying to draw traffic to your site or to get views or likes or whatever, you know, something like that. Even if people that wouldn't normally follow Taylor Swift, are going to look to see what it is. I mean, that's the only other thing I can think of is it's somehow they're making money. But at
0: the risk of getting like just torn <laughs> apart in court, like what—that's what I don't get. Like, yeah, the long-term well, benefit is not there. Maybe you're going to get some some clicks, but people are going to realize, oh. And let me tell you something: if you go against the Swifties, <laughs> good <laughs> luck. Okay, <laughs> but. I mean, so for temporary, you know, reward, that's crazy to me.
1: It's very gray what's legal or not legal with this too. So you're you talking about you'd probably have to, she would have, her company would have to sue if they could find the person who did it. And again, I don't even know if you can find the person who did it. You know what I mean? Depending on the layers of of, uh, false identities. But that is kind of the point is, especially this year because of the elections, it's ripe with. Uh, Potential for a ton of misinformation, and from other countries, and I mean, there's it's it's really complex. So we all need to be aware that we could we can now be anywhere. Like anyone can take our image and do something with it, or our voices and do something with it. So it's not in our control. You know what I mean? And we don't have the laws in place, and we don't have the the infrastructure on the internet to stop it. So I think it's more a matter of accepting that it's out of control right now. (laughs) And it gets better. But in the meantime, all I can do, my part would be, is be careful about what I share to make sure it's accurate and that it's, I'm not violating a copyright or I'm not violating someone's personal, I don't know, space in some way.
0: There was some app, I cannot remember what it was called, but it came out maybe last year where you could upload your picture to this app and it would make these AI generated images of you like as a fairy or as, you know, a Viking princess or all of these different things. And there were so many people that were like, do not do this. You're giving away your likeness and there's nothing in the, you know, user agreement that says they cannot continue to use your image. So Uh at the same time though, it's like, if you have your image anywhere online, social media, there's nothing preventing people from grabbing that image. Right. I mean, okay. Right. Click, copy, and paste <laughs> people. I mean, they're not as honest as we would like to believe when it comes to that kind of stuff, because it's too easy. I mean, they're just going to grab the picture if they want the picture. Yeah. So they're not, I don't think a lot of people operate on that code of ethics of, you know, Oh, it's not my property. Right. So I don't know. How do we, how do you know it's not real? Yeah. Like, what do you do?
1: I mean, that's the conundrum now. So, one thing to me, and, and I've done this already a couple of times, is verify it with a secondary source. Even that Biden call, evidently, it wasn't obvious because he gave a reason. You know, he wasn't on the ballot. It was he was basically saying your vote doesn't even count here. You know what I mean? Which made sense because he wasn't on the ballot. So even comments, yes. I don't think would have helped.
0: But I guess I, that's not that far-fetched, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I would have gone online and mm-hmm. not on AI, just online and done a search to see. Does my vote count? Before I said, no, I'm, I'm not going now to vote or something, I guess. But we've been using it at work to live. Just the chat bot. We'll talk about bigger AI. We're really talking about generative AI right now with some of this stuff, which is the chat bots. And thankfully, there's two of us. So you, you know you checked what I'm doing. By <laughs> first day, but
0: Sorry, I'm laughing. You guys will find out why I'm laughing. But this is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> most of our clients are serving teams that work in hospitals, and they serve mothers and babies or newborns families, you know, at the beginning of when a child's added to the family. And so at the beginning of the year, I was looking for like something celebratory for moms and babies in the new year, you know, and, and by the way, you have to be very specific if you use this, but so I'd put in very specifically create an image depicting a celebration of moms and babies. And what it came back with was like, it really looked like a, an Amish Family or clan in the wilderness.
0: (laughs) Like they all had. Totally relevant, though. Totally relevant. (laughs) So I was like, oh,
1: I I wasn't specific enough. So I went back, updated it, and said, you know, please make it a metropolitan setting. And it came back with a picture of a park with skyscrapers behind it and a bunch of moms and babies. And I'm like, oh, that's closer, but the city was New York. So then I put in, no, please change the background to Los Angeles. I'm like, perfect. It came out. I'm like, yay, I got it. And then I (laughs) sent you what I was. Gonna put up, and you you wrote back and said, "Can you jump on the phone?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Sure." So we get on the phone and uh, look in the left-hand bottom corner. So I look, and I'm like, "I don't see anything. I don't see anything." And, and you spotted it. There was a
0: baby in a trash can, <laughs> and so I was like, "Probably the not the message we want. We want to be conveying about celebrating moms."
1: Yeah, putting the baby <laughs> in the trash can. So That was one, and then another one. I mean, I catch a lot of them myself, thank goodness, but. Another one was we were preparing a presentation for a workshop and I wanted a, a, some kind of a graphic depicting a woman using social media.
0: It was like, it was like a multitasking something because I think that's why it came.
1: It was weird because I I, I have several multitasking, but on that one, I just asked for social media. Oh, okay. And so she's holding the cell phone. Then you said, because you thought I must've meant multitasking. Oh, is that why she has a third arm? And I have to look at the picture, and sure enough, there's this scary. I mean, then it's scary looking. There's a third arm coming out of her chest.
0: Alien, basically. (laughs) So, yeah. You really have to pay attention to it. I mean, even when I'm using it for blog writing, I will use it like for the base outline. Mm -hmm. You really have to be careful because AI doesn't actually know anything. Right. All it's doing is pulling from available information that it can scan on the internet okay and so you have to be careful because there are so many unreliable sources on the internet that it's pulling from things that may not be accurate so i've had to go in several times and rewrite an entire paragraph because it's not true at all (laughs) so and that's part of the problem though is that people may be using it deem it as an article or a news source when in fact it's something that's ai generated that's pulling Non-facts
1: from the internet. Yeah, well, and it makes things up. It hallucinates. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think there have been enough examples now of attorneys trying to just get citations without checking them, and they've been busted in court. They're not mm-hmm.
0: court cases. Michael Cohen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the. I think that was the last <laughs> one. But there was one last year too, and it's it's like you. So that's the you know that's the biggest warning here is you do have to be mindful. It it just because. Chat GPT says it so, doesn't mean it so. Um, There are, okay, I do want to say though, there are big benefits to this. Oh, yeah. And I was doing some research in how they're using it to um, improve climate disaster response. They can use AI, this is not chat GPT, this is the bigger, the true artificial intelligence that's the the powerhouse. Chat GPT is like our little user interface, but there's a lot bigger um, processing going on, obviously, with artificial intelligence. So they're using it for that. They're using it for improving um, accurate medical diagnoses, and pretty soon they believe because of artificial intelligence, we may be able to use our phone right, to just self-diagnose many things. It can crunch the information so phenomenally faster than a human being or a regular computer that they're able to rapidly adapt and adjust. It can find little sequences. It can do all kinds of things much faster than the technology we've had you know, up till now. It's also improving crop yields, which is huge in the world, you know, for all the countries that are going through famines.
0: But it's not without error, right? I mean, it's not like it's this end all, be all answer. No, you know, omnipotent, you know, thing that's going to give us every right answer.
1: No. And the problem is the humans, (laughs) which we'll talk about in a minute. Artificial intelligence is what is creating driverless cars, right? And when they really get it right, I will, I will be right there in line because I so sick of driving in traffic. However, as we've seen right now, cars are crashing. They're running red lights. <laughs> they're just, they're not ready. They're not. And I think that that may be even with what we were talking about. People need to consider it. It's uh, companies are rolling things out before they're ready because they're all trying to compete to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of people don't understand how many mistakes it still makes. Right. And so you, it's a tool, right? It's a tool that can be used for good or for not. So you've got the malicious people out there doing things like stealing people's identities and spreading them everywhere. So it's about taking a pause, you know, with anything, whatever you're doing, just to pause and go, okay, does this look accurate? Is it safe? Um, Am I protected? You know what I mean? There's just a lot Mm -hmm. of questions that we've never had to ask so much. And I think that's where one of the problems is. There's another problem in that, There's so much fear-mongering around it. yeah, And a lot of that came out of the tech industry. And I I think, this is just my opinion, but I think what happened is AI teaches itself. And I think as soon as they got it far along enough and then they stopped being able to understand how it was learning, they freaked out because of liability and went, you know what, this is dangerous, but we're going to keep making it. (laughs) But they like put a disclaimer out there to scare everyone. And unfortunately... I think that there were ways to maybe um, roll this out more mindfully or to uh, invent it more mindfully or to be more careful or cautious with it. But again, like I said, the genie's out of the bottle now. It's out there. And so now anyone can tinker and do whatever they want. So it's up to each of us to be mindful about it and to be careful. There's the creative problem. You could have a, a podcast. You could be an actor. You could be a writer. AI can generate either one of us doing a podcast. Yeah, creating content that either it looks like it is us or content that we would never discuss on a podcast, right? And it's out of our control. But the real question is, if if we can be completely duplicated virtually, what does that mean? What does copyright mean? What does trademark mean? We're talking about our identities. So I don't know what that means. And I don't think we've got the infrastructure in place.
0: No, I think, uh, like you said, it was rolled out before it was really ready. But I mean, if you think about it, You have a lot of AI in your home already. Yeah. (laughs) You have a Roomba, it's a robot. Okay, that's AI. You wear a smartwatch, that's also AI. Even your cell phone has AI capabilities in it. Even cars that are not electric cars, they also have this as well. I mean, almost everything that we use that is digital or electronic has some sense of AI in it. And so we need to just maybe take a step back with the freaking out part We do know how to use it already. We just need, like you said, to use it more mindfully. And it's important that we do our due diligence, like you were saying, that if you are getting a robocall, if it's something that's like, oh, why didn't you call me yesterday? Call me back. It's a text message. And it's somebody I've never even, like, it's an area code from New York. Am I going to respond to that text message? No, I'm not. If it's important, they'll tell me who they are, they'll tell me what it's about instead of leaving this cryptic message. So it's the same kind of thing with everything else. We we definitely need to be using common sense right now with this and not freaking out about it because it really can be helpful for us. I mean, uh, what were we talking about the other day with recipes that now chat GPT? If you, you can type in, can you please, well, I always say please to AI. I don't know why I do that, but <laughs> uh, please make a meal plan for the week using high protein, low carb, low fat. And it will create an entire week's worth of recipes for you. It'll tell you where to buy the products, even what aisle to go. And if you tell it what store you're going to, I mean, this can save us a ton of time. Yeah. And it does all that in literally two seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> where for me, yeah. it's like I spend an hour on Sunday trying to figure out what are our meals for the week? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an hour I can get back doing something I would rather do.
1: I do it too. I use it. I use it for a lot of different things. And I think that that's another message I do want to share is first of all, Artificial intelligence has been around for decades. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: This explosion of scary stuff is related to chatbots. It started last year, you know, when the reporter was talking to a chat, and that's the one that like wanted him to leave his wife and said said it was in love with him. It started that hallucinating thing that they do. Oh, I
0: didn't even hear about that.
1: Oh yeah, so that's where the first scary stuff started. Was this reporter was freaked out after interviewing a chatbot? And this chatbot was literally like, you don't love your wife. You need to leave your wife. It turned into that kind of a conversation. <laughs> so uh, again, it's it's not it's not a living thing, but it is learning, it's trying to learn emotions, it's trying to respond to you in the way it's been programmed. So for instance, if it was searching online and came across the script for a TV drama, like who knows what it what its input was that caused it to output that, right? hmm I mean, it's been around for decades, but it wasn't until the last couple of years that they made a big leap where they got over some big hump, some technological hump that caused artificial intelligence in general to really start exploding. But it also fed into this generative AI, which mm-hmm. is our interface to like ask it questions and talk and then boom, everybody. a lot of people are on board. A lot of people are avoiding it. So back to what I was going to say, that's my messages. Don't avoid it. It's already everywhere. Your phone, yeah. when you go on Netflix, it's... Artificial intelligence is what's deciding what it's going to recommend for you. I mean, it's not a scary thing itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, artificial intelligence is really just computing. It's like comp- when you're saying with Netflix, it's gathering the information of what you've already watched using an algorithm to decide what's next. That's, it's really what it is.
1: And that's absolutely true. I think with that type of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the, one of the main guys that created Hinton, I think is his name, he quit Google. He quit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's so freaked out about it, but it's really that this new, the, the latest version of artificial intelligence is mimicking thinking, right? So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, and that's what's that's where all these gloom and doom. It's going to be the end of humanity. It's Robo Cop. It's uh, whatever. All Terminator.
0: The- it's going to start thinking things. for itself, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and everybody, of course, thinks that then if it figures out how terrible humans are, that it'll just get rid of us. Well humans aren't terrible. And I think if we uh, at least experiment, play around with it so that we're staying up to date, it won't be as overwhelming later if it really takes up a big chunk of our lives. Um, And the second thing is the fear over jobs. Everything that I've researched, that's not what it says. The jobs that are at risk are jobs that are the mundane routine tasks. Okay. AI can do that now. And there there are professions that, let's say accounting. Okay, AI, I'm sure there's artificial intelligence that could do all of the accounting for a company, but you still need human beings because AI makes mistakes or you still need human beings because there are variables or there are exceptions, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a matter of, of, I'm thinking of it as enhancing my job, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with writing, you know, uh, writers everywhere. And, you know, there was a lot of that in the um, in the strikes here in Hollywood because AI can write a script, AI can write a book, AI can write... But at the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a human being when it writes.
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, it sounds very cold and yeah.
1: Yeah. And secondly, we are human beings who respond to other human beings. So the, the day AI can make me tear up over something, I guess then I'll be worried. But right now it's more a matter of, okay, then use it as the, the best example I got was in a seminar I went to about this, which was um, it, don't use it like a search engine. It's not, it's not like Google, right? It's different but use it like an intern. So if you had an intern at work, Mm. you have to tell them exactly what to do because they're green and new and don't know anything. And then you'd have to check their work. Like for me, it saves me a ton of time. When I sit down, I'm like, I need to create a new workshop. Okay, that is like the biggest blank screen, right? And I'm just sitting here sometimes for like an hour. What do do I want to do it on? What's it going to be? And so I will use ChatGPT to give me an outline, not to write a workshop, but it'll be like, so what w- what could i include in a workshop about mindful leadership or what could i include in a workshop about engaging staff or you know i'll just give it like a very general thing and say what could i include and then it will give me like 10 to 20
0: points but i've never really asked it a question like that and that that does make me a little nervous like i don't know i, I do have some apprehension about it because i do feel like at some point it's going to be able to emote I yeah. do feel like at some point it's going to be able to do that just from repetitive yeah. Yeah. things that's doing, you know, that's kind of what worries me. And so asking it like a question, like, what could I do this? Then that would make me more like, Ooh,
1: it does save time. Of course, the robotics part is saving time for companies, but I think individuals, if you're in a job that is repetitive, then maybe down the road, you might need to consider changing careers, but at the same time, you've got time.
0: What about truck drivers, right? So what is that about?
1: So they think, you know, they've been testing um, driverless semis now. And the prediction was, or their best estimate is that it still is probably five years out. So the upside is it will drastically reduce wrecks and fatalities on the road. Of course, the downside is if you're a truck driver, so basically what I forgot the guy, the company, but he was the head of the company that's testing these semis. And he said, basically, if you're already a trucker, then you're probably fine. If you're thinking of going into being a truck driver, like a new career, it's probably not a good choice. So again, it's going to be probably five years out. And then I'm guessing they'll need truck drivers in those trucks for another certain amount of time just to make sure. And then can you
0: imagine, can you imagine driving well, on the 40? where there's a million semis and nobody's driving it. Yeah. I would freak out. (laughs) It's probably safer than other truck drivers, but still I would freak out even my car, which is an electric car. Um, and it does have driverless feature. It still makes you put your hands on the wheel. It's not like I can take my hands off the wheel and take a nap, which I've seen some drivers of another brand doing, but (laughs) this one, you still have to like, let it know you're there you know like touch it and i'm paying attention because i've had times where you know it's driving and then i'll go under a bridge or a freeway overpass and it's a curve on the road and the car will not know what to do and it'll an alarm will go off like take hold of the wheel immediately because it's yeah. not like you said it's it's not complete without humans it cannot really operate without us yeah yeah
1: yet i mean yeah. what you're describing though is going to be the future Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like, but I saw a model of a car that has no steering wheel. <laughs> so basically, oh gosh, <laughs> so it's basically yeah. that we're going to be passengers.
0: And that'd be great, to be honest, but <laughs> it would, it would. Um, it's a matter of us trusting it too. I mean, yeah. I don't trust that car to, I don't no. ever use it to be honest, because it freaks me out, but
1: yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's the same thing as with the chat GPT. It's like, we're in the experimental phase or mm-hmm. the development phase. We're not there yet. Um, so there's nothing to be you know terribly scared of yet. <laughs> I don't know if later, but yet, as of now, it's more a matter of just think through like when I go to do a task. Is there something with a generative AI app that would help me or that could save me time? I'm always looking to save time. But okay, let me give an upside and downside related to mindfulness. The upside to with mindfulness is they've already created um generative AI apps that can um, give you a specific meditation. Or your exact problem in that moment, and it stores information about you. So it will know things like if you know you put in, it'll know like if you got upset over a certain topic, maybe you had past Mm -hmm. trauma and the meditation hit on that, it will weed that out. Like it's this very personalized, one-on-one. It's like having a little meditation guide with you. Yeah. Okay. The downside is it's biased. Okay. Already artificial intelligence is so biased. Because where did it come from? The information came from the internet, which is full of all kinds of bias and discrimination and mm-hmm. racism. And so um, they're, they're supposedly working on it. <laughs> but right off the bat, that's one thing I check for the minute I do anything on AI, if I'm going to use any of the information,
0: yeah.
1: like for publication or you know to, in a workshop, is going through and changing the language to be inclusive, because it's not.
0: No, it's not. You're right. And I've, I've noticed that too. in some of my stuff I've used, and I've also heard some about therapists using it Mm -hmm. and not using it to diagnose anything, but using it really to kind of be a companion, like note taker, and maybe to make suggestions on your next therapy session. You know, we noticed that this was brought up in the last session. Don't forget to bring it up in your next session. Uh, Maybe touch on this the next time. So the possibilities are endless. But I think yeah. what really blows my mind and I was just thinking this when you were talking. The personal computer was <laughs> invented when I was a kid. Personal yeah. computer. I mean, I, the computer itself was before that, but and now we're already to this point. Yeah. So, fast forward what? 30 years? I know. I can't it is mind-boggling to me. You know, you watch these movies like Minority Report is always the one that comes to my brain, you know, when Tom Cruise is like walking through a mall or something and there's his personalized ads, you know, coming up at him. And we are already getting that. It's not, doesn't look like it did in the movie, but we're already getting that and the flying cars and the passenger only cars. And I never thought watching that movie, Oh, this will happen in my lifetime. It was always like, that's the future. That's that's out there. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen when I'm alive and it's going to just crazy to me.
1: That. a, uh- Mall thing. I mean, not that we going not have regular malls anymore. They're going away, but wherever you're shopping, that's already happening. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware, but if you have the app, if you're walking down the street and there's a, a coffee shop, the person may come out, the owner, and say, hey, Melissa, how are you today? Because they just got alerted you're walking by. Yeah. So the ads, the personal touch trying to get you to buy something or shop or eat or whatever. Even
0: when you're at the grocery store. So uh, I know Target does this and I've turned this off on my phone so that Target doesn't do it, but you can be walking through the store and if you're on, you know, your phone or whatever, an ad will pop up for something that's in the aisle that you are in to entice you to try to buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's just (laughs) fascinating.
1: Well it is it's mind-boggling but I think in addition to being mindful I think we need to be smart consumers. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can turn things off. You're not forced to use it. So I have all of that stuff turned off on my phone. Yeah. You can minimize, you know, what the intrusiveness of what you're going to get. And then you can also consider that we are massive consumers. We're very I don't want to say addicted. We're very habitual consumers. We need most people are like They buy something every day or they Mm -hmm. get something to buy every day, right? It's just been part of our culture. And so we need to be aware now that instead of us being the driver, the sellers can become our drivers if we're not aware of what they're doing. And then again, depending on what it is, you may like it, you may not like it, but just be aware that this is a whole nother level of um, intrusion into our privacy and it's not going to go away. So it's up to us to control what we're allowing ourselves to be exposed to.
0: Right. We need to make sure that we are controlling it as opposed to the other way around. Right. Um, like you just said, you know, I have my grocery shopping apps where I can, you know, shop on my phone and then just go pick it up at the store, which I think is amazing and helpful. And it'll even remind me, uh, did you forget this? Because you get this every week. And uh oh, Thank goodness. Cause I was going to forget it, <laughs> but just make sure that you are the one that's in the driver's seat. Yeah. Even if it's a driverless car, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> but just make sure you're in the driver's seat and it's not controlling you the other way around to where you're feeling like we don't want to make it where it's like, what's the other movie Wally, where they're all sitting in their little like chairs and it's like watching a movie screen in front of them and they don't do anything. They just sit and it, everything gets fed to them all day long. Yeah, we don't want to get to that point. <laughs> we no. still want to be operable human beings and, you know, be in control of it so it works for us and make our lives easier.
1: Yeah, you made me think of the movie Her, which is the other place it's going, which is relationships.
0: Mm. And so I
1: would say, you know, it's great if if somehow something technological can make you feel less lonely, but in reality we know from in fact from the past 3 years that loneliness skyrocketed and we were on our devices more than ever. So there are already AI companions that you can download an app for, but the idea of carrying like a little person in your pocket that you can chat with all day instead of interacting with humans is, I don't think a good idea for mental health.
0: No, we're losing what makes us, if, if we do that you're kind of losing touch with what actually makes us humans. I mean, we need we need personal connection with yeah. another human.
1: It's self-awareness. This is part of mindfulness. It's like okay, yeah, it's a lot easier, right? A lot of less pressure to I guess to be in love with your phone. <laughs> but it's it is human. It's it's our humanity that we we need to connect with other human beings. And so maybe it's the old, you know, everything in moderation. Use it for what is helpful, use it for anything that you know saves time or gives you knowledge. And when you cross the line and start replacing a human being with it, then that's the same thing as companies that let people go and replace them with a robot. Right. Yeah. Don't do that in your personal life. You may not be able to control a company, but you could certainly control that in your own life. Crazy. <laughs>
0: it's gonna be interesting, that's for sure. And like we said, just use your common sense and make sure you're being mindful with it and uh, make it work for you.
1: And be empathetic. Okay. You said, I say, please to, I, I, <laughs> so <about goofy>.
0: <laughs> I know I don't need to say thank you or please. or. <laughs> I,
1: I finally stopped thinking, well, if it does take over, then at least it knows I'm, you know, <laughs>
0: I'm one of the good ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just keep that in mind and be aware and be alert. And remember that as humans, we want to use the tools available to us the best that we can. Right. But when you start using it for purposes that are harmful to others, that are hurting the greater good, that are um, causing someone else dismay or upset, then would you do that in person? Would you do that face-to-face with the person? It's the same thing we talked about before about social media. Mm -hmm. This is even more invasive. So we really need to be compassionate and empathetic and respectful of the technology while questioning the technology.
0: Yeah. Let's be cautiously optimistic.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, pretty soon, you know, we may be replaced, but for now, we will be back next week. And by the way, I did write this morning, a guided meditation on easing our fears about societal change. So that'll be up next week.
0: Good, good. That sounds good. Awesome. Great. Well, we hope you guys enjoy the episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to reach out to us. You can shoot an email over to us, uh, connect at a mindful moment.com. Or you can leave a comment on social media or on our YouTube comments. So see you next week.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like Sleep Cove, Small Things Often, and Wake Me Up. This podcast is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and reading recommendations. A Mindful Moment is hosted by Teresa McKee and Melissa Sims. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.